chase is on. Welcome to Chasing a Ball Game, everyone. The sports a betting podcast that is ready for the big holiday Monday. I am Jimmy Brown, your humble host, and I'm ready to kick off the first full week of the Chasing Podcast. That's right, Chasing Ball Game will be going Monday through Friday, every day, each and every day here just for you. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, it's a sports betting podcast, but it's powered by information given by the Chasers. Chasers are the faithful listeners of the show who I appreciate and talk to every single day via social media. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook, for that matter, at Chasing Ball Game. Really, all I do is talk sports with fans uh, that are just like me, passionate not only about certain teams and certain sports, but sports betting as well. So all you have to do is hit me up. We'll talk. We'll go back and forth. And I love to share some of the information right here on the show each and every day. And of course, I give credit where credit is due. So hit me up today. Very, very special day. Of course, it's Martin Luther King Day. And and it's one of my favorite holidays for more than one reason. And of course, the significance of this holiday is above and beyond anything that you know, I could talk about in just one segment. And of course, for sports fans, it's a good day too because you got NBA all day long. Personally, for me, it's kind of like how Thanksgiving has NFL when Martin Luther King Day has the NBA. So I have a lot going on today for this super show. I'm going to discuss the latest odds for both the AFC and the NFC champion championship game. Of course, as we get closer to the Super Bowl, I'm going to talk Super Bowl and all about the Super Bowl, and there's plenty to discuss as far as that's going to be concerned. I'm going to get everybody caught up on college basketball because many of you have been glued to football since, I don't know, maybe August. Well, college basketball is huge this time of year, and if you have not been paying attention, don't worry. I have what you need to get up and running and get ready for all the madness that begins in March. And finally, of course, I'm going to wrap up the show with betting the buckets, the popular NBA segment that will give you everything that you need to know for the holiday hoops schedule. This will include multiple picks against the spread, of course. Spoiler alert, I'm going to talk Cavs Warriors. How could I do a betting the buckets segment and not talk Cavs Warriors? Chasing ball game, it's blazing quick with more than one pick. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get this thing started and let's go right to the NFL. For those of you that tuned into both games yesterday, fantastic games from start to finish. Both of them, although different, both exciting all the way down to the end. Both had different things uh, that stood out. But I'm really going to focus on the lines for next week. And let's start with the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Falcons beat the Packers 33-32 back in Week 8. They didn't cover at that point as three-point favorites. Well, out in Vegas, the line opened up as the Falcons four-point favorites, and there was a big bet early that moved it to about four-and-a-half. And, and since then, it's been bet back. Uh, it, bet, it was actually bet all the way up to the Falcons about five, five-and-a-half. But then, of course, people came in and ate up that Green Bay inf- uh, line because, of course, they thought it was too high. Green Bay, very popular team, not to mention, oh, by the way, a good team. The total in that game sitting about 61. It's the highest total in a playoff game since 1986. Second highest uh, game behind the uh, Rams 49ers of 2000, which was at 62. So very high scoring total, which could be expected. I mean, obviously you get Aaron Rodgers and you get Matt Ryan and and the Falcons offense averaged about 30 points a game, probably closer to 34. And, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so no doubt about it. Uh, that line opened up probably where it should be, at least from a total standpoint. And there's going to be early action on that back and forth. Then, of course, 
We have the AFC Championship game with the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots and Vegas open up about four and a half. Early bets took that all the way up to five and a half. And uh, offshore books, if you're looking for it, opened higher. Early money coming in on the favorites. So some offshore books are already up to six. Majority of the Vegas books, five, five and a half. Uh, you'll find it. So what you're looking at now across the boards, especially from an offshore market, you're, you're seeing the Atlanta Falcons sitting solid about four. I see a four and a half out there. Um, total 60. You'll see that flat across the board as well. Now from a percentage standpoint, the public is all over Green Bay. Atlanta may be the home team, but Green Bay is definitely the public team, not to mention the game yesterday was incredible, and Aaron Rodgers just seemed to find a way to win, so no surprise there that 64% of the early betting money is coming in on Green Bay. That is something to watch for because when the line goes one way and the percentages go the other way, it, I, I want to say it can, it can tell you something about the, the way the money is flowing in, but no doubt about it, the NFC Championship game is going to be a great game. AFC Championship, as far as the public is concerned, it's not as uh, diverse. Only 54% of the public money is on the favorite, uh, which is no surprise. Tom Brady and the Patriots always get a lot of public money, but the Steelers, also a very good team. Le'Veon Bell is having a monster monster postseason and i'm going to post some stats about him on twitter so make sure you follow me and you see some of those numbers and I'll also bring it up on tomorrow's chasing ball game podcast as well so there you have it those are the nfl lines uh, those are the openings of the early movement not to mention the percentages and, and i'm going to talk not only odds uh, but i'm gonna have breakdowns of these games as well as picks near the end of the week uh, for both the afc championship and the nfc championship Moving on, I have to talk college basketball. Here is the deal. Here's the skinny in college basketball. A lot of handicappers, I get it. There's so much going on in the fall. Not only that, but football is king. If you like the NBA, if you like hockey, um, MMA, really there's everything out there to bet on. So some people don't pay attention to college basketball. But before you know it, it will be tournament time. We'll have conference tournaments, not to mention March Madness and brackets. So there are certain things you're going to want to find out. That's where I come in. Not only am I going to give you some information on some teams that maybe you haven't paid attention to, but I'm going to give you picks. Picks against the spread start to get you going in a college basketball frame of mind. For example, I don't know if you know this or not. Most people don't. But the hottest team against the spread in college basketball is South Dakota, 14-3-1 against the spread. And then we have maybe a more familiar name with Gonzaga there, 12-2 against the number. And San Diego, 11-3 against the spread. On the other side of the ledger, Michigan, 4-11 against the spread. Long Beach State, 3-12 against the spread. And Texas, El Paso is 2-10 against the spread. If you plan on betting college basketball in March or during the tournaments, which you know you will, now is the time to start watching college basketball games. And look, I've got you covered. I do. Not only do I talk to some great college basketball people and great college basketball fans on social media, but I'm going to post everything right here on this podcast, whether it's picks, whether it's information, you will have it on all because the chase is on when it comes to college basketball. And you have to make sure you are ready if you are going to be betting. Speaking of which, if you are betting on college basketball, NBA, or the NFL playoffs, you have to bet at mybookie.ag. You have to check them out. 
when it comes to online sports books, you have to be careful because there are many out there to choose from. And if you're not playing at one that's safe, one that's secure, one that's reliable, you are going to be in trouble. Don't even bother with that hassle. Don't waste your time. I play at mybookie.ag. I I talk to them almost every day because I love to bug customer service because I want to get the most out of my online betting experience. And no problem. They're always nice. It's always easy to deposit money. More importantly, it's always, always easy to get paid. And the list, look, that's why you bet, right? To get paid. And right now, if you join mybookie.ag, Use the promo code CHASER to activate an offer, which will give you an exclusive 100% bonus. So if you're a listener of the podcast, and if you're hearing this, you most certainly are, make sure you go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use the promo code CHASER, that's C-H-A-S-E-R, to activate your offer, and you will get a 100% bonus, instantly doubling your bankroll to bet on sports. Because at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. That's it now. The moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for betting the buckets. It's all about the NBA, and it starts off with beyond the box score. Beyond the box score, simple. All I do is look at a game or two that's already been played. Find something that I like about it that could help or hurt, maybe from a betting standpoint in the future that we got to pay attention to. Let's go back to Saturday. 76ers absolutely crushed against the Wizards. They were without Joel Embiid, who the 76ers rest early and often so before you bet any game with the Sixers lineup uh, with the Sixers rather you want to check that lineup because Joel Embiid is, is a guy first of all he's a superstar he's probably going to be a megastar but they're taking it very easy with him they want to make sure it's healthy he's healthy and ready to go for this team in the future and speaking of the future Jaleel Okafor he hadn't played in the last three games he had a season high 26 points in this game for the Sixers he started in place of Embiid played a season High 35 minutes. And look, this is what you want to see for the Sixers. The future is bright. Um, if you get Okafor and Embiid healthy playing on a regular basis, whether they have depth or they play them both together, I mean, finally, all the anguish and the pain that 76ers fans have gone through, it's going to pay off because the future is crazy bright for this team. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. They're probably going to be closer than you think when all is said and done. But that means they're going to get in the lottery, get another great pick. And next year, this team is playoff bound um, for sure and will turn some heads. In fact, depending on what happens with free agency and whatnot, I would not be surprised if this team will compete with some of the best in the East outside of Cleveland, of course, because Cleveland is the best. Another reason, as if you need any, to look at a schedule before betting a game, that Sixers game, it was the third game in four nights for the 76ers, and the tired legs showed up in the second half. They were outscored by 16 points alone in the second half to include 30 to 15 in the third quarter so to me it, it was a bad combination not only resting Embiid which made them thinner but it was three games of four nights so they were tired and look I said a week ago that the Wizards would get hot and, and they've won 11 straight at home that's their longest winning streak since a 15 game run uh, February of 89 they're also seven and three straight up and six and four against spread in the last 10 games they are playing better basketball if they can stay healthy they're another good team to watch especially coming to the playoff time Another quick game from that same night I want to look at. The Jazz beat the Orlando Magic. And usually not a big deal, right? Utah and Orlando, but Rodney Hood for the Jazz got hurt. Jazz said it was a hyperextended knee. He was walking around gingerly with assistance from a few folks. He had an ice pack, elastic bandage, not made available to the media. He's going to be evaluated again day to day. You're going to have to keep an eye out for him. 
because this quote says it all. This quote is from Gordon Hayward, and it says, um, and I quote, it's unfortunate for sure and unlucky. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. He's a big piece of what we do, end quote. So reading quotes and listening to the media, at least from the player's standpoint, to me is very important when handicapping. You, you may know that Rodney Hood's a big uh, part of this team just from looking at his numbers, but hearing those quotes kind of solidifies it. And again, to me, it's all about looking at these games and going beyond the box score to really figure out how this team may be affected in the future. For example, the Magic, from a scheduling standpoint, three games of four nights. But really what I want to talk about is the defensive play of the Jazz. If you watch Utah Jazz basketball, they are based on defense. That is how they win basketball games. But it was not around in this Orlando game. Orlando started the game on fire. I mean, they dropped 42 points in the first quarter against the Jazz, second highest scoring opening game against the Jazz in franchise history. The Jazz allowed easy buckets. They allowed 107 points. That's not the way this Jazz team plays basketball. It's hard to do on a nightly basis in the NBA, not only play solid games, but play solid defense. And I literally think it was just a case where, you know, the tired legs caught up with them. They, they got tired. Basically, what they did was they played defense in the fourth. That's how they ended up winning this game. So I, I really think for that kind of defensive mindset to be done on a nightly basis is nearly impossible. But look for it to return. And before I move on to the picks, I want to talk about the calendar crunch. This, this is simple. You just look at the calendar. Last Friday, I gave you a slew of teams that were on the radar as far as crunches are concerned, but I'm going to look at a few other teams. Look, not all calendar crunches are bad. For example, the Nuggets, they're going to be playing against the Magic today, and they've had three days rest going into this game, not to mention only be their fourth game in 13 days. That's a good calendar crunch. They should be rested, ready to go, but it gets crazy after that as they're going to head out on a five-game, seven-night road trip and there will be more on the Nuggets later, so stand by that. But the majority of the time when I'm talking calendar crunch, it's because I found a team that is not in a very good spot. That's exactly the case with the Houston Rockets. Rockets played the Nets last night, won an easy game. Of course, it was the Nets. They'll be off for the holiday, but then they will play five games and seven nights starting in Miami. This trip to me has several obstacles or potholes along the way, if you will. They host the Warriors to me, whenever a team, especially like the Rockets, who want to be considered one of the best teams in the league, goes up against the Warriors, they're going to have a look-ahead spot, and they host Milwaukee. Not only will they be hosting Milwaukee in a three-game and four-nights uh, set, but they'll have the Warriors on deck after that, so that's a possible look-ahead spot for them. And then by the time they play Milwaukee again in the last game of this, it'll be five games and seven nights, and it'll be their 12th game in 19 days. So look for some tired rocket legs at the end of this trip and again whenever i do calendar crunch whenever i do beyond the box score it's really just to bring games to your attention or stats or quotes or information to your attention it doesn't mean it's always a pick that is why i end the segment with pick and today it's not just one it's a bunch so i'm coming out blazing for the holiday let's get some bonus picks in before i get to the big ones since it is a holiday i like to celebrate with a bounty of picks, more than one. First of all, let's start with Utah versus Phoenix. Take the under in this game. I fully expect that you will see a return of that defense that we talked about by the Jazz, and I'm looking at a number that's already up to around 202. You got about 70% of the people on the over. I think this is a mistake. The Jazz get back to playing defense. The Suns, they're going to have some letdown after playing, and not only 
playing well against the San, the San Antonio Spurs, but it was in Mexico City. So that was a big game. You're going to get some letdown here. The under is 8-0 in the Jazz's last eight games after allowing 100 points or more, and plus it's 10-1 in the last 11 games against the Western Conference, not to mention 4-0 in the last four meetings in Phoenix. Take the under in the Utah Jazz. Get the Denver Nuggets over the Magic. That's another game that I'm looking at. Look, as mentioned, the Nuggets are well-rested, ready to go. The Magic will be playing their fourth game in six nights, and they're going to fade in this mile-high, thin air. Not to mention Magic just 7-19-1 against the spread in the last 27 games, playing a one-day rest. They are not good. On the flip side, the Nuggets 34-15-2 against the spread the last 51 games, playing on three or more days. This is one crunch I do like. Take the Denver Nuggets, but let's get to the marquee games. Let's get to the biggest games. Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, revenge is a dish uh, best served cold and at home. The Warriors will be out for blood and ready for this big battle with LeBron and company. The Warriors are going to have three days off before this game, and they have only played three games in the last eight days. That is not good for a Cavalier team. Uh, that will be... Uh, of course, excited and good to go and ready to play this game, but right now they're ice cold. Cavs are 0-4 against the spread in the last four road games and 0-6 against the spread in the last six games overall. A lot of people are going to come out and see the fact that the Golden State Warriors are 7, 7.5-point favorites, and they're going to jump all over Cleveland. Right now, percentages just show about 54%. That's a mistake. Stay with the home team. Golden State covers the number. I had Golden State last week dropping 12. They covered that, and they're going to cover this eight points with ease and then the late game the nightcap if you will we got the oklahoma city thunder at the la clippers clippers about seven point favorites look the thunder were looking ahead to this game they got trounced the good against the wolves only scoring 86 points then they went out and played the kings and, and I'll, i won't call it a meaningless game because um every game in the nba has some sort of meaning to it but you could absolutely tell that uh, the Thunder, they won the game 122-118, but it was closer than it should have been. And Westbrook, of course, logged his 20th triple-double. But this is the kind of game that the Thunder get up for. It's a big game on TV. They're playing the Clippers, who are considered one of the best teams in the West. Look, when they had that game against the Wolves, the reason I focus on that one more, not the Kings, is because to me that was really the letdown game, really the rest game, if you will. I mean, in that loss, they shot 32% from the field, 8% from three-point range, and they scored just 36 points in the second half. That, to me, is a game they had some letdown. Now when they come back against the Kings, they scored at least 28 points in every quarter to include 34 points in the fourth. They're ready to go, plus the Thunder. They play well against the Clippers. Thunder 4-1 against spread last five meetings, 6-2 against spread last eight meetings in, in L.A., and the underdog is 11-3 against the spread in the last four meetings, or 14 meetings, rather. So, in other words, when these teams get together, they play co close games, and I think you will see it again. Thunder plus the points is my last play for a crowded MLK NBA betting schedule. Thank you very much for tuning in. That will do it for Chasing Ballgame. Thanks for stopping by and spending your valuable time. A lot of people ask me, why is the podcast so quick? Why not go longer? Look, your time is money. You don't want to hear endless banter about useless topics or the latest sports news that you're going to hear all day long. That's why I just get right to the point. The point is solid information, solid picks, and a lot of fun a lot of way, along the way, at least on my point. 
So I do appreciate you stopping by. Look, hit me up on Twitter. Ask me a question about sports betting. Share your picks with me. Look, all you have to do is follow me and you instantly become a chaser. Contact me on Twitter or Facebook, again, at Chasing Ball Game. Follow me on Twitter. I'm going to be giving out my picks, at least on the Knicks-Hawks, a little closer to game time, usually about one hour before that. I don't care if you hate the podcast. Hit me up and tell me that, too. I'll, I'll put you right here on the air each and every day as I'm going full throttle all week long, and I will be more than happy to share your thoughts, informations, picks, concerns, comments right here on Chasing Ball Game. So join the chase today. Come talk tomorrow. I'll be here. More college hoops betting the buckets, and, of course, I will give out my thoughts on the team that will win the Super Bowl. So enjoy your hoops holiday schedule and big win big while you keep on chasing.